and not for the particular purpose of making them public by means of the press. It should be remembered by the reader that the occurrences here recorded took place out of the common course of a sailor's life, and that each particular event was of a nature calculated to impress itself so powerfully on the mind as not easily to be effaced. Having previously, in the course of my life, visited and traveled through several foreign countries, my mind was by no means unaccustomed to pay attention to and make observations on whatever came within the reach of my notice, and for this reason the strange events of the desert and the novel objects and scenes which I had an opportunity of witnessing in the country of the Moors were not suffered to pass without awakening and exercising my curiosity as well as interest, and becoming the subject of careful and habitual reflections. Respecting my conversations with the Arabs, I have put down what I knew at the time to be their exact meaning, as nearly as I could translate their words and signs combined. I had previously learned the French and Spanish languages, both by grammar and practice, and had also been accustomed to hear spoken the Russian and different dialects of the German, as well as the Portuguese, Italian, and several other languages, so that my ear had become familiar with their sounds and pronunciation. Perceiving an affinity between the Arabian and Spanish, I soon began to learn the names of common things in Arabic, and to compare them in my mind with those I had met with in Turkish and other Oriental history. I had no hope of ever being redeemed, unless I could make myself understood, and I therefore took the utmost care to treasure up every word and sentence I heard spoken by the Arabs, to reflect on their bearing, and to find out their true meaning, by which means, in the course of a very few days, I was enabled to comprehend the general tenor and drift of their ordinary conversation, and to find out the whole meaning of their signs and gestures. My four companions, however, could scarcely comprehend a single word of Arabic, even after they were redeemed. In regard to the route and various courses of our travel, I would observe that after I was purchased by the Arabian merchants and taken off across the desert, I was suffering under the most excruciating bodily pains, as well as the most cruel privations, it will not, therefore, be a matter of wonder if on this vast, smooth, and trackless desert I should have mistaken one eastern course for another, or have erred in computing the distances traveled over, for I was frequently in such agony and so weighed down with weariness and despair that a day seemed to me of endless duration. A long experience on the ocean before taught me to ascertain the latitude by the apparent height of the polar star above the horizon, so that in this particular I could not be much mistaken, and the tending of the coast where our boat was driven on shore proves it must have been near Cape Barbus. After we approached the seacoast again, I became more attentive to the surrounding objects, as my hopes of being ransomed increased, so that not only the courses but the distances as I have given them will agree in all their essential points. The designs for the engravings were drawn from my own original sketches, and they were merely rough sketches, for I have no skill in drawing. They have, however, been executed by artists of considerable repute, and under my own inspection. In compiling the map, particular care has been taken to consult the best authorities, but I considered at the same time that the information I received from my old Arabian master was sufficiently correct, and would warrant me in giving full scope to my consequent geographical impressions in tracing the river Niger to the Atlantic Ocean. Admitting that my idea prove hereafter to be just, and that this river actually discharges its waters with those of the Congo into the Gulf of Guinea, I am of opinion that not less than one-fourth of the whole distance in a straight line should be added for its bends and windings in order to calculate its real length. 
While I was at Mogador, a number of singular and interesting transactions took place, such as do not often occur even in that country, and a person might reside there for many years without having an opportunity of witnessing a repetition of them. Yet their authenticity, as well as that of the other circumstances I have related, can be substantiated by many living witnesses, men of respectability and unquestionable veracity. My observations on the currents, which have heretofore proved fatal to a vast number of vessels and their crews on the western coast of Africa, are made with a view to promote the further investigation of this subject, as well as to caution the unwary mariner against their too often disastrous effects. It gives me sincere pleasure to acknowledge the services rendered me by my respectable friend, Anthony Bleeker, Esquire, of New York, who has, at my request, revised the whole of my manuscript and suggested some very important explanations. I have been governed in my corrections by his advice throughout, which was of a character that can only flow from the most pure and disinterested motives.